I'm health coach Heather, and this is episode 15, Maintaining Patience and Love with a Sick Child or Spouse. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Real Plans. Real Plans is a convenient meal planner your entire family will enjoy. Simply type in your food restrictions and recipes come up of foods that you and your entire family can eat. It's genius. I'll put a link to Real Plans in the show notes. Are you using essential oils? It's more important now than ever before. Essential oils can really help boost your immune system and keep your mental state clear and healthy. Diffuse them daily in your home or add a drop to your palm. Rub your hands together and breathe it in. Young Living essential oils are the purest oils with the highest potency. Whatever ailment you're experiencing, Young Living oils can help. Click the link in the show notes to get shopping today. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So happy to have you right back here with me for another great episode of Healthy Families Rule. How are you today? And how was your Easter? We had a great Easter around my house. It was nice and calm and quiet, baking some goodies around here. And uh, of course, my traditional carrot cake was always a hit. Did a nice pot roast and some green salad. It was a beautiful day. Hope yours was too. How is homeschooling going? It's going pretty well over in my house. Some days are hit and miss, but for the most part, the kids are starting to get into a routine and then I switch up the routine and then we got to start over, but um, we're trying to still work out the kinks and find out what's working and what's not working. When do you think this will all be over in stores and schools will open up again? Today is the 17th of April. So I'm just wondering what your guys' take is on when this hype will end and when we'll get back to our normal lives again. I got an email from the gym where I work and they are scheduled to open mid-May, so that's exciting. We'll see if it actually happens. I definitely miss my classes I teach, but I'm also getting comfortable here in my routine with the kids in the house and I'm definitely grateful for this time that I can be with them. Has anyone in your home gotten sick yet? Well, this is what I want to talk about today. Do you ever feel your patience slipping when your child or husband gets sick? How about when one after the other child gets sick? Do you feel anger building up inside as the parent? Maybe you can relate to this or maybe you can't, but I hear from several moms who struggle greatly when a child or spouse gets sick. And I'm definitely in that group as well. Especially if this happens time and time again. They nurture and help for as long as they can, but their patience starts to wear thin after a couple of days. They begin to layer on feelings of guilt, thinking they should be more kind and patient, loving and nurturing. Is this something you'd like to work on for yourself? It's a different story when it's only one child, but when you have three or four kids, that's a whole other playing field, isn't it? You're worried that you'll infect the other children through you, the one who's taking care of the sick child. 
I want to help you emotionally deal with this situation in the best possible way so you feel some peace for yourself if your child or your spouse gets sick. I'll be referencing mainly what to do when a child gets sick, but please feel free to put this situation where it fits best in your life. If it's your spouse who keeps getting sick, try to plug in the information that would be helpful for you here. Step back and become aware of the entire situation. Before your brain spirals out of control around a situation that hasn't actually happened just yet, let's take inventory about what's true. Your child comes downstairs with the sniffles. That's it. That's all that's happened right now. No other kids are sick at the moment. Let's start managing our thoughts around just this one piece of information that we presently have. Whether the situation escalates or not, the circumstance is my child has the sniffles. You're more than welcome to prepare your brain for the worst. Maybe that child takes an entire week or two off of school. But I like to just take it day by day as it comes. What remedies do I administer to my child at this point and to the rest of my family? And in my case, it's usually essential oils and homeopathy medicines along with early bedtimes and lots of water. I don't bust out the homemade chicken noodle soup just yet. I save that for days two and three of any sickness. But the point is, I don't freak out. Nothing has really happened yet. And even if it does, I can manage my brain all along the way, trusting that I'll know what to do exactly in the moment I need to do it. You probably won't be getting a lot of sleep and that's okay. I'm willing to bet that the reason you're so emotional about the situation is because you're lacking sleep. You've already lost one day, maybe two nights of sleep now, and you see another child starting to get sick. Now at this point, it's natural for your brain to go to, I'm losing it here and I just can't deal with this anymore. You're tired, so take a deep breath and repeat after me. It's okay to be tired. It's normal to be tired when I have a sick child. I will sleep whenever I can. My schedule might look a little bit different. But be aware that you're not really yourself when you're tired. Patience will be thin with all the other kids in the house who aren't sick. Every little thing will bother you. And you might even explode on an innocent bystander. Choose to love yourself anyways and give yourself some grace. Tell yourself you're doing a great job under all the circumstances. If you can catch yourself before an explosion, do it. It might look like this. You get upset at your three-year-old child for making a mess on the floor. You're tired, you're hungry, and just need a moment to yourself. Before yelling at that child, you could tell your child to please go to their room for a few minutes, or better yet, you could slip away. This way, you didn't end up lashing out at your child, and it gave you a few minutes to think it over, and now you can choose on purpose how you want to handle this situation. Just keep thinking one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Sure, all the kids will need you at the very same time. You've got to ignore what's not important and focus on what you feel is. If you were the mom you want to be, what would it actually look like? 
I want you to go to the land of how you feel you should behave when a child is sick. What does it look like to you? Are you thinking about that? Are you really supposed to be happy and patient all the time? Isn't it okay to feel a little disappointed about a situation? And isn't it okay that your disappointment flares up to a bit of anger when your sick seven-year-old is sneezing and coughing all over people? At this point, you're mad and raising your voice at the seven-year-old. What's the worst part about getting mad? The worst part is you feel bad about how you behaved, right? You might be worried that your child isn't going to feel like you're taking care of him or her when they're sick. Since we don't actually know what your child is thinking as a result of your anger, we can assume that your child will learn whatever it is they need to learn from that experience. But when you think, he's going to think I'm not taking care of him when he's sick, you feel shame most likely. And what do you do when you feel shame in your life? Most people set out to distract themselves with Netflix or a treat. They do anything they can not to feel the shame. They want to escape the emotion. There's a lot of self-judgment that most of us, if not all of us, try to escape from in these moments. The sad part is, It doesn't change anything when we feel shame. In fact, as you can see, it probably spurs on more shame and more guilt. Guilt for wasting too much time on Netflix. Guilt for going off your clean eating plan. Guilt for feeling like you're a bad parent. Not useful, my friend. We feel this self-judgment and beating ourselves up is exactly what we deserve, but it's not true. What happens is, You don't take care of you. It's not that you're not taking care of your sick child. You're not taking care of you. Do you see it? And now you think, I hate sickness. But what you really hate is the person you turn into when someone is sick in the house. And that's why you hate sickness. Let's turn it all around. It's time to get curious. Of course you hate sickness when you respond a certain way and have all this judgment of yourself. Then we have to get rid of sickness in order for you not to feel this way and you can be the mom you want to be. Isn't that asking a lot of your kids in the end? You're basically asking them or demanding them to not get sick. And you just don't know. Kids could get sick at any time. Let's stop for a moment. And think of all the things you did do to take care of your child, even when you got angry. I bet you could come up with a mile-high list of things you did to nurture that child. Did you feed them? Give them medicine? Read them a story? Let them sleep? Hand it all over for your spouse to deal with? See? You totally did take care of them. The manager of the household can make sure things are taken care of best for the child and themselves. And oftentimes, it's handing off the responsibility to someone else so you can rest. If you're feeling burned out, can you hand this situation over to a trusted friend or family member for a few hours? 
Your brain is telling you that you shouldn't be mad or irritated. Whenever the word should or shouldn't pops up in your vocabulary, I want you to question it. Maybe you should be mad. It's understandable, right? You're lacking sleep and self-care. Your routine is all thrown off. Do you think it's natural for anyone to get irritated when there are kinks in the schedule? Totally. We all do. Anyone who tells you different is either lying or has done an insane amount of self-coaching on their brain, and we're talking years, to get to the point where things don't bother them like before. You'll get there too. It starts with awareness of your thoughts and ditching the self-judgment, even about the way you feel in regards to sickness. Drop all the judgment. Decide that everything is fine. When you decide that my child is just fine and I'm just fine and I'm taking care of my kids, it feels like this burden is just been lifted off your back. There's no wrong way to do this parenting thing if you truly, truly love your child. What if your only job when your kids are sick is that you take care of you? Crazy thought, huh? But this might just be the time you quickly schedule a massage or acupuncture treatment. Do it the moment you see those sniffles coming on in your child and just know there will be nights where you won't sleep as much and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Even if you have a big presentation or a meeting the next day, it's totally okay. You'll get through it all. But when you're taking care of you, it's so much easier for you to take care of others. Put your oxygen mask on first. You're all not yourselves right now. You're all experiencing the effects of the sickness. You're not yourself right now and your child isn't himself either. Decide it's okay. However you show up has a darn good reason behind it. And just know that if you wanna show up better, drop the self-judgment and become acutely aware of your thoughts. Your thoughts are creating everything. It's not the circumstance, my friend. It's your thoughts about the circumstance. It's your thoughts about sickness and all roads lead to, I don't like who I become in this situation. Decide that however you show up, you're going to love yourself no matter what. Don't just love yourself on the days you make pancakes and wake up happy. Love yourself on your crabby days too. And all the while, keep working on it. Don't just give up on yourself and who you ultimately want to be. You'll do this by creating awareness each time you're put in a similar situation. It's the simple principle we teach our kids to get better at anything. Keep practicing. Want to be better at math? Keep doing math. Didn't make the cut for the soccer team? Keep practicing. You get to keep practicing too as the parent. And that is a beautiful thing. You haven't passed this particular class or exam yet, and that's why you have these kids. They're going to learn from this, and so will you. Life is a school. We're all learning. You can't hate yourself nicer. It's okay to be gentle with yourself and your child. What would you tell a friend if she or he was going through the same thing? We respond differently when it comes to our friends. 
When they truly need advice or help, we're quick to offer a listening ear and give them the comfort they seek. Now pretend you're the friend coming to you with this exact situation. What would you tell her? What if this were your grown-up daughter struggling with your grandchild and their sickness? What would you tell her? Would you shame her? Would you make her feel guilty? Of course you wouldn't. You would love her through this, and that's what I want you to do for yourself as well. Love yourself through it all. And then step away and breathe and meditate. Drink a tall glass of water. You'll see that it's all going to be okay. Be patient with the process. Now, some of you out there might want to know what kind of homeopathy medicine might you give your child if they have the flu or a cold coming on. And this is important to catch it when you see those sniffles or you start to see it coming on. What can you give them? There's a pediatrician, a holistic pediatrician. Her name is Dr. Elisa Song, and she gave some great advice on some medication, over-the-counter things that you can start to give your kids right away. One of those is oscillococcinium. That is a big, long word. I will link it in the show notes. I give my child a tube of that. They taste like little nerd candies, but they're a homeopathy remedy, a medicine that does help. She also gives umpka, U-M-K-A, I think is how you spell that. That is another homeopathy cold and flu medication for children. And vitamin D, a 10,000 IU vitamin D. And I do get these at my farmer's market. They dissolve in your mouth. They taste great. They're, again, a nice supplement to take. And since it's 10,000 IU, and it might depend on your child's age, but if they're around 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I do give my child maybe like five to 10 of them because this is what she recommended. And that's like 100,000 IU. So vitamin D, that's a lot of vitamin D. Um, But if it's a younger child, you won't need to give them quite as much, but just double down on that because it's really going to help boost that immune system, help them. Now, I'm not a doctor. That's why I'm I'm referencing Dr. Elisa's song, and I'll definitely link to her as well in my show notes. Do you have a sick child or spouse right now? Maybe someone in your family has an ongoing illness and you feel like it's wearing you down. I want to invite you to come get coached. I can help you manage your own emotions through the situation so you can show up exactly how you want to. I'll include a link in the show notes for you to purchase your 45-minute call with me. The sooner you get the help you need, the more you get to practice and apply these tools in each situation and imagine how much your life can change for the better. With the coronavirus still in full swing, I do have a freebie for you guys. It's my complete supplement guide for immunity and mental health. It's totally free. You just have to sign up and download it. And the link will be in the show notes as always. Has your family's eating habits gotten off track lately? I've got two different meal plans for you to choose from. One, the coronavirus diet. This is a clean eating plan with top recipes to boost lung strength along with the supplement guide. You're going to absolutely love those recipes. And two, my seasonal five-day whole foods reset plan. And this particular meal plan is more like an elimination diet. The recipes go with the season that you purchase. You're following self-care guidelines during the five days and taking a few liver detoxing supplements. 
It's a no sugar, no flour, no dairy, no red meat, and no corn diet. And so eliminating these foods for a period of time can really help you detox your system. You can find both my meal plans on my website at www.healthcoachheather.com or healthyfamiliesrule.com. You'll see some links for those there. All right, this is where I'm going to leave you this week. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Please share it. If you do have a friend or a family member who are dealing with sick people in their household right now, share this with them. Share the love. That always helps. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts and rate the show. I love to see your comments. I love to hear your feedback. If I'm doing a great job or whatever, whatever I can do to make this show top notch for you guys, keep, keep you subscribed and keep you listening. I'm all about that. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.